Some think we're funny, most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everybody, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett This is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie And welcome to We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept, two best buddies, that's Abby and myself Watch buddy movies, and we determine how the movie friendship measures up to our own. So, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a podcast about movies, but it's also a podcast about friendship. What do you think of friendship, Abby? How do you feel about the concept of friendship? I like the concept. That's kind of where it ends, really. <laughs> Not so much in practice. It's more. Yeah, just it's in... just, I like the idea of it. <laughs> like the it's idea like, of like friendship, a, but yeah. When it comes down to it, it's a whole bunch of texts and, you know. It's texts and like, oh, sure. Cat I'll, videos. I'll pick you up at the airport, I guess. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. So, really, you're not that into friendship. But I think that. <laughs> so, this podcast <laughs> is over. Right. Within seconds, I'm already sensing your cynicism <laughs> and lack of interest in doing this. Um, which is, again, I think emblematic of our friendship, but uh-huh. it also may be emblematic of the friendship of the movie that we are choosing to do our inaugural podcast on. So we are doing what is the quintessential buddy cop movie, 1987's Lethal Weapon, starring Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Um, had you? When's the last time you saw this movie? I saw this probably as a youth probably near where it came out. I don't think I saw it in the theater. Probably wouldn't have been allowed to see it in the theater. Right. I, 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 I remember watching it probably either on VHS or something when, in, in my younger years or perhaps on cable, HBO, something like that. But, but I did, I did mix, mix it up because I thought that the famous scene where uh, he's sitting on the toilet and there's a bomb on the toilet and they jump out and it explodes. I thought it was, but it's not in the original Lethal Weapon. It is in one of the sequels. I don't know which one because I haven't watched them in a very long time. Yeah, I didn't realize that there were four Lethal Weapons, which is about three too many, I think. You think? Yeah. Right, right. Three and a half too many. But yeah, it is three. an icon- iconic scene where they both die. Um, they both, right. Spoiler. spoiler. They I both mean, come die. on. Yeah. yeah, they both die within it's very the first tragic. five minutes of the movie. And then yeah. the rest is just saxophone for another yes. hour and, and 35 minutes. And more musical scores by Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton, who did the musical score for him. You know, Eric was one of the co-writers of the musical score um, for Lethal Weapon. So what did, what did you is, think of it? What, is why it's probably so terrible. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so what did you think of so, so you didn't like it on, upon rewatch? No, I did enjoy the movie. Um yeah, parts of it's really stood out to me. Like I remembered it, the scenes. I mean, it is a Christmas movie, which people, you know, fail to remember. But it is one of it's up there with like it's a Wonderful Life. It's that is one of the first thing. I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of the first things I was noticed is you know everybody's been talking about Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? All that Lethal Weapon just flying under the radar of a Christmas movie because. You know, A, it starts with Jingle Bell Rock. That yep. is the very first thing. Uh, B, um, the very first scene is a topless woman doing drugs and jumping out of an apartment building window. Which is a family tradition. Classic Christmas trope. Yep. You know, remember when the Grinch took his took his knobs out and mm-hmm. got all hopped up on on powder and jumped off and killed. You remember when the Grinch killed himself? Well, do you remember why that? Why do you think Rudolph's red, nose is so red? 
because of all the cocaine, because mm-hmm. of all the 80s style cocaine. So why do you think people are talking about Die Hard uh, being a Christmas movie, but nobody's talking about Lethal Weapon as a Christmas movie? Um, I think that Bruce Willis was more in the Christmas spirit in the filming of Die Hard, and that really comes through in his acting. You you sense the Christmas spirit in him. Yes. I, I His love of baby Jesus comes through. Right. Um, wow. Whereas, Which you think Mel Gibson would yeah, be the he, one that looks more. He, he does. He does love Jesus. <laughs> he loves Jesus in and an only odd Jesus. way. Yes. Yeah. He loves Jesus in, the, in a, like, he's into Jesus. Yeah, he's in super, a, in he's like, pro, pro Jesus all the way. Right, right. And uh, again, so I, I think, I think it's just one of those, one of life's mysteries. Yeah, I think so. I think the time will tell. Eventually some American studies uh, student in grad school will do a thesis on the two movies and, and mm-hmm. figure it out but until that day we we have to wait until, we have to wait patiently yeah, for that do. to happen yep so why don't, for for people who haven't seen die uh die hard i'm talking about die hard for people who haven't seen lethal weapon it's it came out in 1987 um why don't you give maybe a little bit of a, a plot recap sure um it's a christmas movie like i said starring uh, mel gibson and mel is short for melanie which is another fun fact that people didn't know i I didn't know that. Yep. No, that is that is an interesting fact. He was named Melanie Archibald Gibson when he was born and shortened it to Mel Gibson as a stage name. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is um, a, he's basically a serial killer with a badge and he enjoys walking on the beach with his dog and pretty much everybody around him is okay with him being a serial killer because he shows off his butt in like the first scene or sorry, the second scene. Um, and that sort That's of true. There gives was him a license very- to kill. You know? Very quick, gratuitous butt shots. Yep. Well, I think you got to follow tits with ass. You, so, so you think it was about equality, about, hey, we just saw yeah. a, a topless woman, so we're going to yeah. do something for the ladies. If, if, if there's anything about this movie I understand, it's gender equity. It's mm-hmm. it's it really is a it's quite the feminist uh, tome. Is. Yeah. Um. So please continue. Oh, and then uh, Murtaugh, who is a police officer, um, basically lives in a tub, and his family comes and visits him. He lives and in a tub. He lives in a tub. It's super weird, but he lets his whole family in, and they they come say hi to him, wish him happy birthday. There was that scene where his entire family comes in while he's in the tub, and there it's treated. and there's not a lot of bubbles in that tub. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, right. yeah, like there's not a lot of like soapy bubbles. There's you can see stuff. Is that something that happened in the Barrett household a lot when you were growing up? Was was there um, were there were there tub visitors? No, because we we had like a, one of those big metal pots that you'd fill with water in the backyard. Oh, and then okay. the first person who got to use it got like the clean water. But, you know, me, me being the youngest, I got the sort of dirty water at the end. You got the dirty water yeah. at the end. But. Yet another sad tale <laughs> from Abby's childhood. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's Do you have a theme song for sad tale from Abby's childhood? Um, sad tale from Abby's childhood. That's good. It's so sad. Sad, 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 sad. That was brilliant. Thanks. I hope I, you know this is the uh, this is the first podcast, but I hope that segment returns a lot. I'm not going to lie, right now, I hope that sad tales from Abby's childhood is something that we 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 go back to for oh, sure. We will. There's yeah, it's like the Angela's ashes of sad tales. 
That's a literary reference. I got it. Which is, this is probably the first time Angela's Ashes and Lethal Weapon have been talked to in the same breath. Yeah, that's but true. Te- but, so let's go back to the movie. What, tell, tell me more. So he's in the tub and, and what happens next? He's in the tub and then he's got to go to work because you got to pay for that water. And he gets to work and he finds out that he's got a new partner. And that partner is, well, let's find out. Be years, I'm supposed to tell you you're breaking in a new partner in on this. Partner again? Yeah, some cat he's on loan from dope. Real burnout on the ragged edge. Oh, perfect. Gun! Raj, meet your new partner. There it is. There's the iconic line right mm-hmm. off the bat um, w- for which we named this podcast. I'm too old for this shit. When I rewatched it, I think in my head it was I'm getting too old for this shit. And I and I did some internet research and 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 I'm getting too old for this shit is in the common parlance as what the line was. Whereas, as you can hear right there. It's I'm too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. Which did you hear, or, or 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 which is the correct iconic one? I think I'm more familiar with I'm too old for this shit, but I I do think that in subsequent Lethal Weapons of the franchise Lethal Weapon, maybe they introduced getting too old just to like mix it up a little bit. Interesting. So maybe in future episodes we will do uh, Lethal Weapon sequels, and we that mystery will be revealed. Yes. So that's something something to look forward to, podcast listener. What happens next? So they um, decide to some solve some crimes together, and um, they go to um, well. There's a whole like business of whether Riggs is crazy or not. And suicidal even yeah suicidal crazy or whether he wants what they call psycho pension and so Murtaugh is kind of in a real pickle because he's not sure which one Riggs is all about mm. let's see how that plays out oh what do you want to hear man do you want to hear that sometimes I think about eating a bullet huh? well I do I do I even got a special one for the occasion with a hollow point look make sure it blows the back of my goddamn head out do the job right Every single day I wake up and I think of a reason not to do it every single day. And you know why I don't do it? This is going to make you laugh. You know why I don't do it? The job. Doing the job. Now, that's the reason. You want to die. I don't. I'm not afraid of it. I ain't afraid of it. Take my gun. Don't nibble on the barrel. Pull the trigger. Go ahead, pal. Be my guest. Go ahead if you're serious. You shouldn't tempt me, man. Put it in your mouth. Bullet might go through your, your ear and not kill you. Yeah, under the chin. Yeah, 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 under the chin. Ow! You're not trying to draw a psycho pension. You really are crazy. Deeply moving. That is, and and when I when I pulled that clip, I went to the internet to pull some of these clips, and uh, one of the comments on there was like, "That's when movies had good acting." <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about acting 
Brendan, as you know, because I'm an accomplished actor, is that uh, the bigger <laughs> you make your eyes in a scene, the wider you make your eyes in a scene, the better actor you are. And I think yes. Mel Gibson was really displaying that. He was positively bulging yes. in that scene. Yeah. And and that was equates with really good acting, apparently. Yes. It's one and the same. So so Riggs uh Riggs and you know Murtaugh's like, uh oh, this guy really is suicidal and now I gotta go around town with him and try to solve this uh murder. Mm-hmm. So they decide to go to a pool first thing, because that's where all the action is. is I wasn't paying they, attention when? very much to this movie. It's <laughs> gonna say there's, there's some been... I, there's some like hookers and cocaine and you know, they know what's up, so they go over and they head over to the pool and they enjoy their first murder together. That's right. They do kill a man. Let's let's let, let's yep. let's and then afterwards they come. They they kill him and then try to rescue him. Um, and then uh, then this happens. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. Well, well don't do me no favors. That that is the moment I think where you're starting to re- see the real give and take, the real the real sort of uh, the the witty back and forth that Riggs and Murtaugh, Murtaugh are starting to gel yeah. as as a unit as a unit. So that's an important uh, thing to when, when we examine their friendship uh, is to look at that as a really key moment of right after murdering someone, they still have time to yuck it up a little. Yeah, a little bit. They're both soaking wet in the pool, but they got time. It, they're feeling each other out at this point, mm-hmm. but you can so what, you can sense the the brewing bromance. Well, I was going to ask what what happens next between Riggs and Murtaugh. As far as I know, and again, this is just a summary of how I interpreted the movie. They end up being a little bit deeper in than they thought they were. Um, mm. so, that, so, so things are deep. So things are deep. Um, they are at one point they're in a desert, yelling at Gary Busey. You might be better mm-hmm. explaining this part because well, you are I the think, Gary Busey expert uh, in this relationship. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say you, I am the Gary Busey of this relationship. <laughs> that also but uh, yes, Gary Busey, who plays Mr. Joshua, uh, is one of the team of hired mercenaries that is is uh, running the drug operation that is all connected. The murder and the woman jumping out of the building, it's all connected. And they end up, uh, Riggs and Murtaugh figure this out. And uh, when, when Riggs and Murtaugh really bond, I think, is, is when uh, Murtaugh's daughter is kidnapped by these guys. And yes. he had, they have to go and rescue her, which uh, leads to a shootout and... and um, uh, helicopter is involved. There's lots of dust. Yes, lots. Of, it's very Mad Max. It is, ironically enough. Mm-hmm. And then they end up getting captured and tortured for some reason that I'm not clear about. Uh, because the bad guys were trying to get information about, but I I was not clear what information they were trying to get out. I think it was just another opportunity to show a scene with Mel Gibson shirtless and wet. Yeah, yeah. I think that's sort of the theme. I mean, they started with his butt and now... There's, you know, they go with the bottom half. Now they're at the top half. That's and one of the things you got to say about that. You know, whenever you watch an '80s movie, you always got to buckle up for some kind of horrible, racist, sexist something. And while women were largely absent from this movie, there wasn't sort of as much active sexism as you usually see in an '80s movie. I don't know. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, there just weren't that a lot many women in the movie. So the only the only women in the movie are the first scene where you have essentially 
she's a prostitute and and she's mm-hmm. completely nameless until later. It's the sort of girl murder trope thing where we don't really know who she is or don't apparently don't really care. It's it's a she's a plot point. Yes, exactly. That's the word. Um, yeah, and the only really there's um, the daughter, and then there's Darlene Love. Speaking of she which, is which prob- is m- the best character in this movie because she's Darlene Love. Right, more evidence that this is a Christmas movie because it's got Darlene Love in it, yeah. who's one of the, sings one of the great Christmas songs of all time. Absolutely. After that, we get to our final conclusion, which I'm going to play a quick clip of, which is everybody's dead except. <laughs> Riggs and Murtaugh, of course, and mm-hmm. Gary Busey, who has gone to Murtaugh's house for some reason to kill him, even though the entire LAPD and probably army are after him. Uh, but he decides to go to the cop's house to go after his family again or something. Again, not 100% clear, but this is how things end up. <laughs> Sergeant Riggs arrest. I'll take full responsibility. Son of a bitch just killed two of our men. sure if that happens in the rain or if it's a sprinkler i I don't know because i don't feel like it was raining before no but all of a sudden it's just wet and i i I found it funny because i i I, first of all the entire lapd is surrounding this guy he's not even if he beats Riggs, he's not going anywhere there's nothing good that's going to happen um but they're they're actually making it harder for him to be put away because (laughs) i mean any like decent lawyer is gonna be like, yeah, but then you decided to like martial arts fight him in the middle of a sprinkler with the LAPD looking on. So, not uh, what you call standard police procedure. Uh-uh. One might one might say, um, and also I think this is the point where where you notice Murtaugh cheering on Riggs with an almost sexual glee. He's he's like, yeah, I, get I, him, I, break his neck, oh yeah, and you can almost see the man boner. Uh, coming from Murtaugh. See, not all boners. Okay, so you, you've got to sort of get like you know, you gotta get, you gotta get out of the out of the nineties with sorry, your gender gender politics, Abby. Um, but the um, I think at that point is sort of the the final arc of the in this movie at least the the Riggs Murtaugh friendship, which culminates with watching a good friend. Uh, beat the hell out of somebody and getting kind of excited about it. Yeah, I think it's the it's it started off with Riggs being kind of a serial killer, which he kind of is, and then it, and you know, and now he's finally gotten Murtaugh on board. He's like, hey man, I really like killing people. Try it out. And he's like, <laughs> watch me beat this man in the rain. Watch me beat Gary Busey in the rain, and see if you are into it. And Murtaugh's like, yeah, you know what, dude, you're totally right. I'm sold. Do you have a song called Watch Me Beat Gary Busey in the Rain? (laughs) I think so. Watch me beat Gary Busey in the rain. It's a folk song. It's terrific. It's terrific. I like it a lot. So, Abby... In the next segment, we're going to really explore the Riggs Murtaugh relationship along with our own friendship. Just before we get into it, before we get into the science, how do you think we're going to measure up? Um, I'm not, I'm not hopeful. There's, there's a lot of uh, emotional work you're going to need to do on your end. Well, I'm, just, I look, I'm just saying. 
I look forward to that emotional work. So we're going to find out more about Riggs and Murtaugh and our own friendship right after this. Hey, buddy, this is the point in the show where we would hear from our sponsor. But here's the thing. We're a new show. We don't have any sponsors, do we, Abby? We don't? No sponsors, oh. which means no money for us. Wait, why am I here? <laughs> I don't know. You're usually in it for the cash. <laughs> what can the listener do to help us get sponsored? The ways are limitless. That's right. Really, there's Whoa. there's probably only like three. Um, they, yeah. They could like and subscribe on iTunes. They could write a review on iTunes. They, they could, could rate us, review us. They could rate us. Wherever you're, wherever you're hearing your podcast mm-hmm. right now, like it, subscribe it, rate it, review it, whatever your little device lets you do. What are you going to do with all the sponsor money that we get from this? I am probably going to buy a carton of eggs. <laughs> wow. You, you've, always been a, you've always been a pretty big egg guy. I'm, I'm a pretty big egg guy, connoisseur of eggs. Go ahead, like, subscribe, rate, and review, and get Abby those eggs slash chickens. Do it. Look at my bodacious buddy. Welcome back to We're Too Old for This podcast with Abby Barrett and me, Brendan Boogie. We have been exploring the friendship of Riggs and Murtaugh in Lethal Weapon, 1987's Lethal Weapon. So now we're going to dive deep on not only their friendship, but our own friendship to really determine how we measure up to Riggs and Murtaugh. So maybe it would help people that don't know us or have never heard of us to to learn a little more about us. So Abby, why don't why don't you say how we met? Why don't you tell people how we met? Yeah, I'm gonna just a little brief synopsis. Um, we were both at a uh, a Magnum Thomas Magnum PI convention. Uh, it's right. A, it's an annual occasion. Happens in Hawaii, obviously. It was biannual. It's annual now. Well, because pan- of demand. Yep. Yep. And you had lost your mustache, and I had an extra one, and I I, I just lent it to you and. And they were not false mustaches either. They were actual mustaches. Abby yeah, had two mustaches on take, her face. It takes me a while to grow them, but I'm I'm pretty proud of my work. My work it's interesting is very good. how one and they're not they're one on top of the other. They're they're sort of stacked mustaches. Yeah. So you you're able to just hand me a stacked mustache, and and I think from from that point on, our our friendship w- was born. Yep, it really grew, just like those mustaches. I swear to God, I will kill myself like Riggs. I will put, I will blow my brains out. So, well, I think when we look at our friendship, first of all, the first question that that comes to mind for me is, which one of us is the Riggs and which one of us is the Murtaugh? Very good question. I think it, I think it's on different days. Hmm, I think that, I would think that on most days, maybe I'm a Riggs because I have a nicer butt. Mm-hmm. Um, I noted, noted, duly noted, and I grew up in Australia. It's true, yeah. and you have been known to call policemen that pull you over sugar tits. Yeah, I mean, right? I call them like I see them. I think what I would agree. Think? I think I think I think you are the Riggs and I am the Murtaugh because I think of the 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 number of times in our lives. It's not, it's rare, but the number of times when I've felt that you were going to do something crazy probably outnumber the times when you thought I was going to do something crazy. That, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so I think, you know, you being the Riggs, me being the Murtaugh is the closest uh, that we've got. 
but let's dive deeper into into friendship and and i think um when we look at the elements of friendship uh, there's an article from psychology today that talks about the 13 essential traits of good friends i won't we won't belabor all of them too much but but i think uh some of these are good to to look at um and i think the first one that comes to mind is trustworthiness now Mm -hmm. now in terms of the relationship with riggs and murtaugh how how do they do as far as trust I, I think they're both very honest with each other. They don't hide the you fact. You think they trust each other, though, Abby? I think that Murtaugh doesn't trust trust Riggs at first. But, but after then he a sees him kill killings, a few people. Yeah, and it's you like, develop, you know what? It's like you're in the trenches together. But you, yeah, it's like you, you do some really irresponsible murdering. And somehow you're like, yeah, I think I trust this guy. Yeah. Honesty dependability loyalty mm-hmm. um those th- those are our qualities uh, how do i how do i do in the in those in those categories um honesty i would say you do very well mm-hmm. um i never liked you see i was just being honest I, just, and i knew that because you've expressed that many times which is really weird <laughs> it is strange like, but why, i gotta be honest like, why do you keep doing that I'm um, one of those people that gotta be honest. I call them like I see them. Oh, you mean a rude person? Yeah, I, I say whatever's on my mind. You mean you have no manners whatsoever? Yeah. Um, loyalty, I would say, you know, eight out of ten. Eight. I'm an eight out of ten in loyalty. Yeah. I don't know why. I just. It would be weird if you were ten. You know, if you were loyal at a ten, that would just be weird and creepy. You you think that's you think there's such a thing as too loyal? Yes. Like, like perhaps like cultish, you know, hey, cultish loyalty. Yeah. So per- perhaps you, you, if I, if I helped you, uh, find your, your murdered daughter or not mur- pre- prevented your daughter from being murdered. Um, you would probably have a sense of loyalty to me that would maybe border on the cultish, which I guess brings up the sort yeah, of questions like daughter, honestly, it depends on the daughter, like yeah. some of the daughters and eh. eh. other daughters. Totally. Sure. Yeah. But but Riggs and Murtaugh bonded over the daughter's kidnapping, which which kind of leads to the question: You and I, neither of us have a daughter. How are we supposed to bond? How are we supposed to compete with that level of bonding? What would ha- what happened if I rescued your cat from international uh, drug smugglers? I would be very grateful. I'm not going to give you a medal or anything, cat. But Abby, I want a medal. <laughs> um, I don't know what would happen if I rescued. The uh, I have nothing. I have no. I have no. I have nothing in my life that I love. Figures, like what if like Mar like Marvel's America Man or whatever he's called got kidnapped. <laughs> Mar- we will be covering Marvel's America Man at some point in this podcast. I mean, Marvel's the- America Man. Those are worth something, right? I'm sure they are in the original package. Um, speaking of package, Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, hey so uh, some of the other uh, qualities are empathy, non-judgmental, and being a good listener, mm. uh, su- supportive of people in their good times and their bad times. Okay. Well, I am constantly judging you. Almost by the second, uh, every moment. Yeah. It's like, you it's know like, how like the Nielsen... I can't ne- even Nielsen- concentrate because I have to think about judging you. From the yeah, the Nielsen before. ratings has like a second by second what people are watching. That's like you with judgment. Yeah. It's, and it's not good. Verdict's out. It's not good. Verdict's out. It's n- the, no, it's never good judgment. No, no of course not. Like he's doing a really good job. And uh, finally, traits of a good friendship are uh, being self-confident, uh, usually able to see the humor in life, and fun to be around. 
Now, do you think Riggs would be fun to be around? I don't think so. No. Would you want to hang around with the Riggs? No. And take out take out the Mel Gibson part of it, but actual Riggs. I mean, he's a handful. He's he, he's quite the handful. Yeah. He's, that, he's, that, he was origi- that was originally the tagline of the movie. <laughs> Lethal Weapon. He's quite the handful. <laughs> I'm too old for this handful. <laughs> so that that is, so let's test our friendship for real though and, okay. I, and i think we we need to you know because riggs and murtaugh had the test of their daughter or, or murtaugh's daughter being kidnapped they went through all these these murders um but you and i have not had those type of tests but we have something similar which is a buzz buzzfeed test yes. so um, right now, I'm going to give a friendship BuzzFeed test. BuzzFeed test is a hard thing to say, apparently. Uh, are you ready to take it? I'm ready to take it. I've been okay. studying. So, <laughs> so number one, uh, your friend, being me, sure. wants, to t- wants to tell you about the dream they had last night. It's probably going to be boring and long. What do you do, Abby Barrett? I would politely say, hold on one second. And then run through a wall, and there would be like a Kool Aid shaped Abby Barrett in that wall. That's obviously what would happen. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. She, she she runs through walls, and and it's always Kool Aid shaped for some reason. It yeah, defies the laws of physics. Defies the laws of physics. My dreams would be great. I would not tell you a boring dream. I would only share a dream with you that was hilarious. That's true. That's true. I think one of the things in our friendship is that if you're going to tell me a dream, it's going to be a good dream because you got some you got some weird juju up in that noodle. But, but what if I around. what if I told you a really boring dream? Are you listening yeah. to it just because you're my friend, or would you be I like, would, I don't? This dream is boring. Stop talking. I would probably tell you that that wasn't that. I would I would give you the benefit of the doubt that there, okay. I'm like okay that there better be something funny happening here and then when it didn't I would I would punch you square in the throat like Perfect. right boom quickly that seems- not hard not hard enough to hurt you badly but to disable you, the the dream talk okay that that's fair fair enough yeah. number two it is your friend's birthday it is my birthday my only birthday wish is for you to rub a delicious egg custard all over your body. Do you do it? Why is this a question in BuzzFeed, first of all? and um, You don't you don't get to ask why. You oh, just okay. answered the question. You want Abby. me to just rub an egg question. custard or over you? Over yourself. Over myself. Yes, because I, it's my birthday. I would say, am I clothed? I'm going to let you, yes, I would say you're clothed. Okay. Um, I let, would let, say. Let, let's, say, let's, say you're, let's say all the naughty bits are covered, but it's summer. Okay, I'll do it. Will you do it? Yeah. I always think, you know, somebody once said that threatened me with throwing a pie in my face. And I said, everybody hereby has full carte blanche permission to throw a pie in my face at any time in my life. I would love that so much. Getting a pie in my face. What if it's like a shepherd's pie, though? (laughs) <laughs> like a hot shepherd's yeah, like a pie, like, hot, like <laughs> right out of the oven. There's yeah. like burning peas in your eyes. Oh, the lamb! The lamb it burns. <laughs> I just never understood how throwing a pie in somebody's face is supposed to be a negative. So I would also cover myself in custard for you, Abby Barrett. Thank you, thank you. Your friend is about to be offered a dream job, but the new boss has one very specific demand: for your friend to get the job, you have to punch yourself in the face. Do you punch yourself in the face? I have so many questions about this 
quiz. Mm-hmm. Quote, nobody, you, nobody, we're on the, we're on the radio. Nobody can see me mm-hmm. doing quote marks. Um, yeah, I have right. to punch myself in the face for you to get your dream for job. For me to get my dream job. Do I have to break my nose? Actually, you um, know what? I'll break my nose. I'm doing it. You're going to, I didn't ask you to break your nose. No, Do you want to break your nose? I want a nose job. <laughs> so I'm so doing you're it. See, you're going to see this as an opportunity to get some, some much needed yeah. plastic surgery. For my deviated septum. I'm going to right. punch myself. I think I would punch myself in the face for you, but I would not punch myself that hard. But ironically, my dream job is to make people punch themselves in the face. Okay. So that that is the irony. That's 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 meta. Number four, your friend, that's me, is sick and you're bringing medicine. But the only way you can get the medicine is to sit alone in a room with Shia LaBeouf for an hour. Do you sit in that room? Oh, I totally would. Mm-hmm. I mean, only because... That guy is a hot mess, and I would like to find out more. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I feel like when people have the, you know, these sort of, these public, you know, meltdowns or whatever, it's fun to, but I I feel like Shia LaBeouf needs a hug. I don't want to touch him. I would give him a hug. I'm good. I'm, I, I would wrap him up in the in these big, these big bare arms of mine and, and whatever he needs. Yeah, but I think needs. we might agree that, well, it depends on the day, but you might, who's nicer, you or me? Who's a nicer human being? It's mm. a good call. I think, it's, I think it depends on the situation. Depends on the situation, because I, but I, I think in general I'm not. I'm nicer. F- I'm probably quicker to be nice, maybe. Okay. But I think that when I'm not nice, I'm I'm really not nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Whereas I, I think I, I feel like you you could you put up more of a of a front a little bit than I do at first. Do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, your niceness is more of a sprint. Mine's more of a marathon. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I, well, I think uh, there's a big difference to me between niceness and kindness. Like I think we're yeah, both very true. kind people, but a n- niceness is all about polite. Yeah. And I think I think I think you you are probably more polite in social situations, whereas I am probably more willing to hug Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that's true. In that situation. Well, so, and I don't, I don't really like hugging people, let's be honest. Yeah. Toss up. Toss yeah. up. So uh, last question. You have plans to hang out, but your friend, that's me, yep. is being guarded by a large angry goose. The only way to get to me is to go through the goose. Do you fight that goose? Do I have to hurt the goose? You have to fight the goose. I don't know if there's a way to fight a goose without hurting it. Uh, yeah, I'll fight Maybe. the goose. I'll fight the goose. Will you? But I'm not going to kill I'll... the goose. Okay, I will, you're I will just going to ki- fight the goose. I will kill you before I kill that goose. I would not fight the goose because animals terrify me, but I would hold off all the cops and say, ah, this is Abby's fight. <laughs> Abby's going to fight this goose. Like, you know, that goose has killed two of our men. As all the cops watch. All the cops will watch and say, okay, this okay. will be a mixed yeah. martial arts fight between. That goose will hire a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, right, exactly. You know, get, get out, out of get jail off. on technicality. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it'll just be another wild goose chase. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Yeah. Give me the gun right now. Uh, I don't so I think anymore. we've learned. I think we've learned a lot about ourselves, and we've learned a lot about Riggs and Murtaugh. Yes. <laughs> which is Too the much, point really. of this podcast. Um, so I think the, the only thing that's left is the verdict. So you and I will decide. Okay. Which how our friendship holds up against Riggs and Murtaugh's friendship after this break. Bad plugs! 
That's right. It's time for Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. You want to hear some great music? Abby Barrett and her band are playing the Harpoon Oktoberfest, Saturday, October 2nd at Harpoon Brewery in Boston. For more information, go to abbybarrett.com. If you want to see my movie, The Sympathy Card, and you happen to be in Michigan, we are screening at Hell's Half Mile Film and Music Festival in Bay City, Michigan. That's Saturday, September 25th, and Sunday, September 26th. For more info on the festival, go to hhmfest.com to follow the film at The Sympathy Card on all the social medias. And as always, follow our show at We're to old pod these have been the bud plugs and now back to the show we were superheroes our power would be friendship but we are not so the jury is still out welcome back to we're too old for this podcast we abby and i i'm brendan boogie and that is abby barrett hello abby hello I mean, it's a podcast, though. You've been listening, so you already know that. I keep thinking it's radio as if somebody's tuning in late. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the future. Maybe somebody in will invent future. radio. <laughs> right. Uh, so we have been diving deep on uh, not only the f- lethal weapon friendship of Riggs and Murtaugh, but also our friendship. So I think it's verdict time. Yeah. Do you have a theme song for the verdict? Do you have a theme song for verdict time? Um, yeah, I think so. Verdicts! That was terse and beautiful it's to the point so i will let you go first what do you think how does our friendship hold up to Riggs and murtaugh i think that Riggs and murtaugh are a work in progress they've bonded over a series of killings and really have set us up for a sequel to their friendship and maybe three sequels to their friendship but they haven't really gotten to the sort of core of each other. They just know that there's likability there and they'd like to explore it further. And they like killing. Well, yeah, that's the basis of all friendships. The basis of all. So if if the basis of all friendships is killing, how, so what's your verdict? Are we better or worse friends than Riggs and Murtaugh? We are better friends than they are right now. But in the future, I'm not sure. They might become better friends than we are. Well, maybe we'll have to cover that in a future episode as we go through yeah. Lethal Weapon 2, Lethal Weapon 3, Lethal Weapon 4, maybe Lethal Weapon the TV series. <laughs> and then the prequel. The prequel. For like them as kids. Yeah, baby Lethal Weapon. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go ahead. I, I'm going to go ahead and agree. I think we're better friends than Riggs and Murtaugh. Because I think we have better boundaries. I think that if you were to start acting all kinds of nuts, I wouldn't just go along with you and start killing people as well. Okay. I would get you the help you need mm. because ultimately Riggs Does that make has you a serious that? mental illness. <laughs> as yeah. fun as that is. He may need to go on a killing spree, but what Riggs really needs is a good therapist. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say because maybe you would be the better friend for going on the killing spree with me. But I guess I guess if you find me a therapist, that's cool too. If you think that I would be a better friend by going on a killing spree with you, I'm definitely getting you a therapist. Okay. All right. Potato potato. No, it's potato. Oh. Potato. Do you know anyone who says potato? Serial killers? I don't know. 
So your final verdict is we're better friends than Riggs and Murtaugh. Yeah, I think so. I agree. We okay. are better friends than Riggs and Murtaugh. Verdict has been delivered. Excellent. That's, gonna, that's the new catchphrase I've been working that's on. What do you really think? That's a bad catchphrase. <laughs> Their verdict. <laughs> well, we need a bailiff to come out. And right, exactly. Say, hear bad ye, hear ye. Well, it's first episode. They can't all be winners. No, they can't. All right, but like, what if we actually were Riggs and Murtaugh? Hmm, what if? Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. Don't bullshit me. Do you want to kill yourself? Oh, for Christ's sake. Shut up, yes or no? Do you want to die? What do you want to hear, man? Do you want to hear that sometimes I think about eating a bullet? That sometimes I think about jumping in front of an ice cream truck driven by a drunken child? Yeah, sometimes I think about breaking my own neck by throwing myself down one of those musical staircases at the Museum of Science. Bling blong, bleep blob, dead! Wait. It'd be hilarious! What? Why is a drunk child driving an ice cream truck? What do you want me to say? Yeah, sometimes I think about injecting Twinkie filling into my jugular and challenging a Swede to a tickle fight to the death. To the death, Abby! Are Swedes known for tickle fighting or something? You heard what I said. Every single day I wake up and think of a reason not to swallow a carton of licorice-flavored peeps and dive headfirst into a pool full of 1970s tax returns. Every single day. You know why I don't do it? I'm sorry, a pool, a pool full of tax returns? You know why I don't do it? This is gonna make you laugh. You know why I don't do it? The podcast. Doing the podcast. That's the reason. Oh, yeah. No, um, about that, I'm kind of like, I'm just kind of not into it anymore. What? You're, you're quitting the podcast? Yeah, sorry, dude. Uh, I'm out. But it's our first episode. Yeah, no, I, it's been fun, but like, you're into some weird shit, and I don't know how to help you, and I'm just going to exercise some good boundaries and just kind of get out of here. I'm just going to bounce. But what about our friendship? I said good day, sir. No, you didn't. I'm pretty sure I did. Peace. Abby, should should I lock up? You have the she ha, she has the keys. Hey, buddies! If you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at weirtooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.